0: You have reached the geek elite. Good luck.
1: My name is Oliver Queen.
0: My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all needs here. Suit up.
1: Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise
0: about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. (laughs) Just look at the flowers.
1: Welcome back for another episode of Televised
0: Heroics. Daniel, this week, there's not a lot of news. I know. Um, Not a whole lot to talk about. I think that DC, Warner Brothers, or CW, whatever you want to call it, they're kind of keeping everything tight-lipped about, you know, the crossover.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of news about the crossover lately. I mean, I think we got a lot of our our cast already cast, so there's that. Um, I think all the news from D twenty three last week kind of sucked up a lot of that. So we're you know those are TV shows happening over there. It just I don't between those two companies. I've there hasn't been much else. Uh, I haven't even had any news come from like the taping of the boys that's going on right now.
0: Oh, that's true. Since you said that, you know, they started recording or, um, you know, taping a couple weeks ago.
1: Exactly. So, a uh, few stories that we have, we'll have to we'll have to dip, get through and then see uh, and then talk about our shows that we're going to be talking about this week. All right. So, first thing we want to say is congratulations to Melissa Benoist and Chris Wood of Supergirl for f- officially getting married. Woo! That's right, our Supergirl and are Monel are tied have tied the knot in real life.
0: Yeah, I got the notification today actually about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was just today, so congratulations to them. I mean, that's a I don't know, how do you usually feel about on-set romances? I mean, they they obviously met each other on the set of of Supergirl. Uh, maybe with a little bit of controversy if you want to get into that cuz I you know at the time she was still married to Jenner Bruce no Blake Jenner sorry
0: isn't that I think that guy's like a DJ or something too which is weird
1: <laughs> I don't know I mean I know she met him on uh Glee when the two of them were on Glee together and then he had he had a couple like uh guest spots on Supergirl as as uh the son the oldest son to Kate Cat Catco Cat. I forget what wow. Cat's actual name is. Cat Grant. Cat Grant. Thank you.
0: That's right. I remember that.
1: So uh, yeah, then she divorced him. They she started dating Chris Wood, who played Monal, and now they're married.
0: Yeah, uh, about you know onset romances or whatever. I don't. They never tend to work out, so I don't know why. Uh, you know. Yeah, actor, actors insist on doing
1: it. I don't know. I mean, obviously they you see something in someone, And you get to work with them and then they you, you know they know what kind of life you're going to be running, I assume, and it just makes everything easier. It's not easy when I mean those shows film uh 16-hour days, you know, in the middle of Toronto, so or is it Vancouver? I think it's Vancouver actually. And uh she probably doesn't have a chance to go out, go out and meet other people, really. So, I'm not saying that they don't love each other. They they probably do. It's just that's convenience sometimes is a great thing.
0: I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, I hope the best for them. So, still talking about the CWDC world. Legends of Tomorrow has hired or hired cast their Genghis Khan that they will be uh having next season he's gonna be playing a genghis Khan that's roaming around the 1990s because you know, Legends of tomorrow always has screwed up timelines, but it's <laughs> the actor Terry Chen who we previously saw in Jessica Jones season two, he was the owner of the rival uh, private investigator um firm to Jessica. so uh he's making the jump from Marvel to DC. I mean, I doubt he'll have a big, uh, have a reoccurring role in, uh, as Genghis Khan says here. Oh, sorry. Uh, we'll play the infamous Genghis Khan in the fifth episode of season five, which is currently filming in Mark's series lead, Kate, Katie Lott's directorial debut. So it's the episode she's going to be directing. <laughs> That's pretty cool the The episode is is titled mortal Kombat. as in oh, genghis uh, khan uh,
0: <laughs> so i take it there's gonna be a lot of hand-to-hand martial arts oh of course. i mean there's usually a lot of hand-to-hand martial arts in legends tomorrow that is true so um and yeah him coming back as a uh, genghis khan just reminded me on how uh the season ended as well with uh the one acquaintance of uh Oh, God, why well, can't I think of his name? Hellblazer. Um, shit. Constantine. Yeah. Uh, actually got all the coins and released everybody. Yep, exactly. So we'll have to see.
1: let we'll see how that uh, plays out. Vincent D'Onofrio took to his Twitter last week. Um, someone so Christi- at Christina4109 said, Dear Marvel. Good entertainment has heroes you can root for and relate to. Great entertainment also makes you understand the villains, um, oh, villains' motivations. This show did all that. This is the this is great entertainment. We need to be hashtag be the hero and hashtag save Daredevil, please and thank you. And there was much. It was a picture collage of uh, Daredevil from Netflix. Well, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio tweet quoted it or retweet quoted it and said, I'm doing my best kiddo. Uh, <laughs> implying that he is trying to get uh, someone to pick up daredevil, which I, you know, I would assume would be um, Mickey mouse or Disney's call on whether or not that show could come back or, or be used again, or those, those actors could be used in another form or not. So uh it just implies that he's kinda working at it. What do you think?
0: I hope so, man. Um I hope it comes back, but realistically, you know, the mouse is probably going to say no.
1: Yeah. I mean Vincent Vincent made a great kingpin. Um, and I'm sure he loved playing that role. So then it goes on, there's a another reply. This is at D N D A N Z nine three nine. Uh he said, No lie, Daredevil is the best superhero show ever, period. It's on Breaking Bad's level and then Vincent D'Onofrio answered him said considering our producer Jeff Loeb the actors like Deborah Ann Wall and Charlie Cox etc uh, you are on to something it was a pleasure to work with the production uh, crews over the three seasons and excellent writers like Stephen Denight and Eric Olson uh, an environment I'll always hold at the highest bar to reach I think Oh, I think what he was trying to say there was that those actors and have already moved on to something else. So gotcha. more, than, more than likely not they're not, you know, they wouldn't be able to come back as those characters anyways. Okay. But I don't see why, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin can't show up in say uh the She-Hulk show. That's know? true. Well, she's she maybe she's representing someone that wants to sue the Kingpin. I don't think about it that way. Come back that way. I mean, the Kingpin was originally a Spider-Man villain, right? Uh, I mean, I guess I mean he, he's a Marvel villain, but he was in Spider-Man. Then he went over to Daredevil, but he can be he could be anybody's villain. He could show up as anybody. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I completely agree. Uh, most aren't most of the villains. You know, sometimes take turns and swap uh, superheroes to be their villains for a bit.
1: I mean, you don't really see like, like the Rhino fighting Hawkeye. So it's That's not. True. It's not. Most of the time, there are certain villains that are just superheroes, rogue gallery. But when it's big people, like huge villains, like Kingpin, Doctor Doom, uh, Galactus, uh, maybe even Red Skull, the Purple Man, like you know those those are huge villains that other people usually have to fight too okay or get to fight i should say and then the last story i have is that the hbo watchmen show has finally set a or released their premiere date it's going to be sunday october 20th so just about 2 months away or a month and a half um when we finally get to watch the the watchmen HBO TV show. Uh, I know you're a big Watchmen fan, or at least a big fan of the movie. What? How are you feeling about this show so far?
0: I still haven't seen the second pre, uh, the second trailer. I forgot that it's been out there, so I need to go back and watch it. Um, I mean, Jeremy Irons is uh, an older Ozymandias so um, I gotta, you know, I'll support him. I like Jeremy Irons, so I'll probably, uh, you know, get the HBO subscription so I can watch the show and you know let you know what I think.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to someone about um, uh, Jeremy Irons. I was talking to uh, Chris over on Imagine If about Jeremy Irons being, you know, one of the better Alfreds that have been out there, and it was it's, it was unfortunate that he didn't get to really showcase himself or be in more movies as Alfred in the DCEU. Uh But now we will get to see him as Ozymandias, so that's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. You you don't think that uh, they'll use him as Alfred for the, kind uh, of like Twilight guy, uh, yeah. Rob Pattinson, Robert Bat- Pattinson.
1: yeah, Pattinson. Uh, I don't think so because we're going for a younger Batman, so you'd have to go for a younger Alfred. And I think you made the best suggestion of Steve Coogan so far. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want to, if you go with that that kind of version of uh, Alfred, which would be a more on par with say, a Michael Caine or an Alfred Goff. I think that's how you said his name, or is it Michael Goff? One of the two. It must have been Michael Goff. That was Batman. in the Tim Burton Batman movies. Or Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Martin. Batman movies. Um, I think you a Steve Coogan would be great. Now, if you wanted to go with more of a Sean Pertwee, like active, or a Jack Bannon active Alfred, I think we'd have to go with someone maybe a little younger and uh, a little bit more physically fit or physically imposing. Yeah, definitely. For your Alfred. Uh, I heard a good suggestion the other day, and I can't remember who it was now. Uh, What if it was Jason Statham? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. Explosions everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Master wine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I can't picture him as. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I I, I think that's going to be the next big um uh cast casting announcement you'll see for the Batman directed by Matt Reeves is going to be who who's going to play Alfred. Okay. So for the Batman, like, what are what are the things? Because right now all we have is uh, is Robert Pattinson. I'm sorry, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne Batman. What I are like some What in are the, some of the, the upcoming announcements that you would be really excited for?
0: Um, I mean, there's just been so many rumors on who's going to be the villain. So I guess just uh, them deciding who they're going to use as a villain.
1: So but, not so much who they're going to cast as the villain, but which villain.
0: Yeah, they're going to use and especially if they're going to go with a more noir, you know, theme for the movie. Um, You know, I want a villain that's, you know, fitting to that noir sort of theme.
1: Which would be like the Riddler?
0: The Riddler would work. Yeah, definitely. Maybe
1: even the Penguin. Like if you went with like the old school Casablanca, you need a you need some kind of gang leader
0: yeah or black mass too since uh, you know he's all into that crime lord shit well
1: you can't do black mass because black mass is going to be used in uh, birds of prey Uh, that's right (laughs) Ewan McGregor Uh, maybe Maxi Lord that'd be weird or Maxi Zeus I'm sorry Uh, that would be weird (laughs) yeah because not a lot of people know him and the whole Greek god thing is weird I don't know it could be interesting um, I think the Batmobile is going to be the next big thing, or no, the Bat suit. I think what, oh, yeah, what, suit. what what kind of suit they use, what what does it look like, and stuff is going to be the next big uh, reveal for me.
0: You think if they're going to go more uh, more with a noir, um, you know, theme for the movie, you'd think that the. Uh, the suit's probably going to be another cloth suit, or do you think it's going to be armor?
1: I think it has to be cloth. Like I think the way that they made it look in Justice League was was just Justice League in Batman v Superman. Like this, the bat suit itself was probably the best thing, <laughs> or at least one of the best things for me.
0: Yeah, definitely, that was a badass suit. It looked great.
1: I mean, I get it. Like when we did it in Nolan Nolan's Batman, where you you know it's all tactical you know armor and stuff like that because it's grounded in real life how could someone just wearing some kind of fake cloth that has mesh underneath it to protect from bullets and stuff like that really exist but we do- it doesn't need to really exist It's a comic book it's a comic book movie
0: right um so uh what do you think about um you know if we go back to the alpha topic um you said you know if we go to someone more physical what do you think about colin firth Ooh, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, you could do that, I mean, it'd be a lot like his character from Kingsman. But I'd be okay with that. Nice. What about uh? What about um? The other one, the one that played uh their 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 Q, the one that you know gave him all the stuff in Kingsman. I forget what his name is. He played Sinestro. Uh, Mark Strong. Mark Strong. Yeah.
0: That that could be awesome too. That could really work.
1: <laughs> all right, there you go. You just need some English dude that looks like he can kick your
0: ass. Yeah, but he then well, he can show us that he can kick, can kick ass because he didn't kick a whole lot of ass in Kingsman.
1: Well, he kind of does in that in the last one, the second one he, when he dies. That's true. Kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and start talking about some TV shows since uh, we we're all out of news. Um, Fear the Walking Dead these two episodes were interesting like let's see we had uh, we had this whole Althea episode which was I thought was great like you got to find out what these this secret I don't know if it's government but secret organization that is uh, has that that uses the helicopters which is the same kind of helicopter with the same symbol that picked up Rick Rick yeah
0: that's what I was thinking too.
1: Yeah, and then uh, you know, she went ahead, like this lady that that is the the ops person like killed her partner because her partner was starting to act a little weird and uh that was a, someone she considered a friend, which was a a big point in the episode because her and Althea are definitely not friends. Right. Until the very end when they start making out, but <laughs> Uh I think the whole point was that you know i if I would go through this to kill my friend, what do you think I would do to you if someone I don't even know? So it very much became apparent that to Athia that she wasn't going to live through this yeah what did you think
0: um, so I actually didn't watch that episode. I watched the other two prior to that, so with the kids and with uh did,
1: did we not talk about the other two
0: episodes last week? no wow i'm sorry okay let's go back to those two episodes then uh it was the one with dwight which was the first one and then uh the other one with the kids okay
1: you know what's funny is when i was watching these two episodes i was like we didn't talk about dwight why didn't we talk about dwight so this is why because we didn't talk about those episodes last week makes sense now <laughs> yes makes complete sense uh yeah dwight showing up that was pretty awesome um I was really wondering, like, if he was going to stick around long enough to see Morgan. Because, obviously, Morgan would know him. Uh, and if he was just, if, like, uh, if John was just going to talk to Morgan and be like, Yeah, I ran into this dude. He had half his face was burned and, you know, straggly blonde hair and stuff like that. And Morgan would have to piece it together himself. But, nope. He showed up. They, The two of them met, saw each other and recognized each other. So, that was pretty cool. He's still chasing down Sh- Sherry. Yeah. Or is it Cherry? Cherry. Cherry, which is very cool and uh, very interesting that, if I understand it right, as she drives a car, she drives a car until she runs out of gas, I assume, or the car breaks down. Then she finds another car, leaves the registration of the new car in the old car so that with an infinity sign so that uh, Dwight can track it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting way. And, you know, it seems like, uh, he's given hope at this point. But, um, you know, Dory lets him know, or John lets him know that, like, hey, you know, he used to be a cop. they will be okay. She's probably still out there. You're just not looking hard enough yet. Don't give up hope.
1: Yeah. He, he constantly re- refers back to his relationship with June and being in, like, June is like, or he's like, uh, you know, June and me, we were, we're a couple, but, she ran away from me too so i had to find her and i knew that was the one thing i had to do was find her so he keeps giving dwight hope which is great
0: yeah but i mean at uh, one uh you know giving you know the walking dead uh you know not everybody has happy endings so do you think that at one point we'll see uh, dwight return and be like yeah you know i found her she's dead can i be a part of your group
1: i mean he hasn't left yet, if that's his intent, is to leave them behind as he goes to look for Sherry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If he if he doesn't find her, I don't think that he would come back. I don't think that... Or, or even if he finds her dead, I don't think that that would be a, a thing that they would... It might be closure that they want to give to the audience members about that storyline, but I don't know. I just don't see what well, how they would do that.
0: Because pretty much, I mean, uh, in a regular Walking Dead, um, Daryl was like, you know, exiled him, and he's like, yeah, you're, you know, you, we catch you coming back. He's like, you know, we're gonna fuck you up, kind of thing. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that means he can't go back
1: to Alexandria. But I, 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 I don't know. I, I guess finding Morgan would probably be his next best bet if he wants to stay alive. But would he really want to stay alive anymore? <clears throat>
0: I, I think he would. Okay. I think he would live on for her. Even though she's dead? I think he'd still, you know, be like, you know, uh, this is what she would have wanted. She would have wanted me, even though, you know, I found her this way, she would have wanted me to, you know, keep moving on and not to give up.
1: Hmm. Okay. I, I I could see that. Um, it, the So the, what was it? Battle at something Gulch? Cowboy Gulch or something like that? Was the name of the episode? Because uh, it was a fake cowboy town, fake western town that not necessarily the one that John worked at, but he worked at one just like that uh, on the weekends that we we knew we knew from previous seasons.
0: Yeah, we have uh-huh. one of those here too.
1: <laughs> no, no, we have a few of them, um, but it's just it was funny because like obviously those shows would put on. Shows using blanks, yet he goes there looking for actual ammo and he finds it. They actually have ammo, which I, I find kind of weird. Um, I guess because they would have a trick shot person, that person would be using real ammo, just like John was a trick shot person.
0: Right. That would make a lot of sense for them to have it there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I did like how this episode... Plays out its its third act with with a big shootout in the in the fake town, like as if we were watching an old, an old western, yeah. but with zombies, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. It was a really cool payoff. Uh, I did enjoy it, and of course, you know they got to give us the fake out with you know. Oh my god, is this person really bit? Commercial break. Nope, the person didn't get bit.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, what else about this episode did did you like?
0: Um, I mean it was just all about the Western town, so it was pretty cool learning more about um, you know, John's John's past and then um him just being a you know, the nice person that he is, you know, giving Dwight hope and then just like, you know, we're all, you know, I get it, you know, you've done some bad shit in your past, but we're all trying to, you know, move on and be better people, so that's why we're helping out people.
1: Yeah, he um he was definitely atoning for something before the zombie apocalypse happened. Uh, we told we 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 found out about that last season when he he said that he had shot a kid by accident as a cop, and uh, was it by accident? Yeah, it was by accident. Okay, uh, and that's why he put his guns away and he kind of went and lived in a in that shack by himself. Then zombie apocalypse came along, and I was just thinking about this watching these episodes like. What is something like what? What kind of like skill is it that you could have pre zombie apocalypse that most people would probably look down upon, but uh, you know after the zombie apocalypse is you're you're pretty much like oh well it's a good thing you have that skill <laughs> kind of thing. Not 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 that his being able to shoot well is a a skill that would be looked down upon before the zombie apocalypse. But I'm just saying. In other terms, like other people?
0: Uh that is a really good question. Um I didn't even think of it. God damn. Yeah. God.
1: Go no, I said yeah, I was just like thinking because I think I had I came up with a couple, but I can't think of them at the moment. But like what's something that that could be useful afterward? I uh maybe if you like memorized all the you know, interstates in the on in the in the nation beforehand. You always giving someone facts about it, like, oh well did you know that Interstate seven travels all the way up through North Dakota past uh you know, Vermont and then people would be like, who gives a fuck? Well, you know, pre- after zombie apocalypse when the you know, internet's not working anymore, you can't use Google Maps, you might need to know that information.
0: That's true. <laughs> And then, uh, my brain kind of went like a whole different direction. Yours is nice and innocent, but mine is like, uh, what if somebody that's, you know, kind of like a sadist, likes uh, tying people up, you know, for sex, sex stuff, I'll <laughs> come in handy later. Cause you, you know, you'll be handy in knots. Mm-hmm. And you can be putting up traps.
1: There you go. Your ability to tie people up becomes, uh, useful because you need to, you need to make traps or, you know, tie, uh, uh, equipment
0: together <laughs> And you know Tie walkers up because That's what you know they've been doing This season of Fear the Walking Dead That's another thing these
1: kids Are tying up walkers Using their entrails using their Long large intestine Uh, Like One what would make them think To do something like that two It can't be easy to Tie large intestine together like it's like have you ever tried to grab something that's covered in blood it's really slippery and these kids are using gloves because they know not to touch shit that's been uh, to, you know could possibly be nuclear well they don't know it's nuclear they just know that you could get sick from it so it's I don't know it, I, I find it really hard to believe that they did all these things to these walkers
0: That, and um, I'm also thinking, uh, you know, it gets hot. Where are they now? Uh, Back down in Atlanta? Oh, they're in Texas? They're in Texas, yeah. Okay, I've been in Texas. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, really, really humid. It's like 90% humidity, but you still kind of get the uh, Arizona heat. So it's so high 90s, low 100s, you know, added with all that humidity. So at one point, don't oh, you think that uh, the entrails in, in would basically dry out and they'd be able to break free and snap out of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that should just be happening, uh, but these kids are able to tie them up well enough that it's gonna it keeps them there for a very long time. I just it I, it's fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you know these kids are like twelve and thirteen, you know, and, and younger really done. Yeah. Also. Uh, so, we
1: know how our heroes got into this area, which seems to be quarantined all around, so they can't get out, but how does, like, someone like Dwight, how did he get into this area, but now can't get out?
0: Well, he just said that he hasn't been all around the entire area, so he doesn't know what's roped off.
1: Yeah, but, like, obviously... I would assume our group has already went all around trying to get out because they have vehicles and they don't want to be there anymore. But yet they're all worried about, you know, using this plane,
0: which they can't use it, which they can't
1: use. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> hey, right. What?
0: I said, no, you're
1: right. So I'd assume that I, I think at some point someone says something about the word the w- roads are washed out.
0: That would make sense. Um, I, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, that's... If, I might might have missed it if they said, you know, why they can't leave.
1: Yeah, I guess. We have to come back to it. So what, yeah. was, what was the second episode?
0: Uh, the second episode, uh, I think the little kid's name is Dylan and him lying to Luciana and Morgan, um, you know, saying that like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, um, there's a camp here, you know, you can get supplies. Uh, they need help. You should go get them. But, you know... Turns out that the little kid, you know, uh, was lying the entire time. Set them up.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, uh, the, it's the kids—the ones that have been stringing up the those bodies—and then I guess they're the ones that put the zombies on the pikes.
0: Yeah, and I have no idea why they would do something like that. Uh,
1: so, I, I don't know either. It's, <laughs> it's very weird to think about why that is um was it so alicia and morgan go to look for what is it annie and dylan or annie and max
0: i think it's max and dylan is the little kid
1: yeah so annie and matt or annie and max out out there because dylan gave up gave up gave them up because he heard them essentially scream and, and worry about what it you know something happened to him so he's like, "Oh no, you need to go check over here. This is where they actually are. We we were lying the whole time." And when she, you know, when when they come upon the the two kids, they are being overrun by a bunch of walkers, and Annie has twisted her ankle pretty bad.
0: Yeah, and Dar- or, uh, I don't know why I said Daryl, but uh, Morgan comes and you know, and uh, Alicia come and save the day.
1: Which uh, we have to say that, hey, he found himself a new stick. Yeah, he did. That was hard. (laughs) I think it was a metal stick though this time, because it has a hook on the end. Yeah, that
0: was pretty badass how they're taking the you know the walkers out.
1: Yeah, but as soon as they take the walkers out, uh, and they're trying to get Annie and Dylan to come, or Annie and Max to come back with them, they're like, "Oh, well, you you know, you shouldn't be out here all alone." And oh, you said the words. They're not out here all alone anymore. It's a bunch of other kids with them, and they all have automatic machine guns.
0: Yeah, I don't know uh, how they got their hands on the guns. Well, I guess Morgan says, "Like, oh yeah, that camp; those were all your parents." And then the helicopter
1: comes. That's when the helicopter comes and takes off. So,
0: does that okay? So another thing too, I noticed that some of the kids were wearing the same type of armor that they wore um, in the kingdom. So, do you think some kids ran away from the kingdom?
1: No, I just think it's, I think it's just a coincidence. Because oh, okay. really what the, I mean, the kingdom's armor is just BMX, you know, gear and right. kids have BMX gear or they're sporting goods stores and stuff like that. It's just, I don't think it was anything particular. It might be that, you know, it's, it's, it's a uh, costuming leftover from the, from the walking dead that they're just reusing for fear of the walking dead.
0: <laughs> okay. Makes sense. I just thought we we're, you know, we we're onto something, but I guess I mean, not. It, it, it could be, you could
1: come to find that out, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's what, ha- what's happening there.
0: Um so do you think that from the other camp um those were the radiation people? Or what do you think? Yeah. The the
1: the radiation people um inside the cabin? Yeah. I think uh I think what Grace told us is true that they those people killed some walkers that were irradiated and not knowing that they were irradiated they got themselves sick so then when they got themselves sick they locked themselves inside the cabin and ended up dying from from radiation poisoning Okay not a fun way to
0: die no. no slow and painful
1: very Uh I mean that's pretty much it for those two episodes I think I I think you're right the the first one the battle at something Gulch was was fun and fast and the second one was a little slower and not as interesting
0: what do you think uh, do you think strand is gonna tell everybody to just go back to uh, to the warehouse I I mean I,
1: I would assume that's what he wants everybody to do but he, he can't get them to come to him yet there's a big mountain in the way <laughs> that's right so that's why he was trying to get a plane to go to them and he tore up the the engines by killing a bunch of walkers
0: you know uh he kept referring them to to my friends obviously fucking dan uh daniel knows alicia and he knows god uh fucking not Al- well, althea because you know they did the interview and uh luciana so why didn't he just like luciana alicia does he, wait does he know luciana I think he does. I don't know if the two of them ever met. I mean, they're all in Mexico, so they might have.
1: Yeah, but Nick was doing his story separately, and Luciana left for a little while. So I don't know if Luciana and and Daniel know each other or not. I mean, they could, but I don't remember.
0: Okay, well, he's still going to say, you know, um, Malthea and um, Alicia need help instead of saying my friends, you know. Well, he he told them
1: that Alicia was over there okay, and he, I would assume that he when he said he said well how did you find me he says, well Althea showed me your tape or told me about your tape I would right. I would assume that he he picked that up but you're right why not play on that being like hey Alicia needs my help Althea needs my help
0: but no Let me but I just, mean you wrecked the plane too so it doesn't matter at this
1: point <laughs> uh, yeah, okay so. Ready to move on to uh, Preacher? Yeah. So we finally get Tulip and uh, Cassidy to meet up. And Cassidy has his blonde hair. Yeah. Okay. I'm making sure we're on the same episode. <laughs> uh, but Cassidy's all about wanting to go help out... Uh, Jesse. Jesse, thank you. And Tulip is still scoring, being like, fuck that guy. He, he, he ditched out on you. But... Cassidy's kind of more like, no, I'm the one that told him to leave. Like, I wanted to stay there kind of thing. And she's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then he reveals to her that he told Jesse about the two of them hooking up and Tulip punches him in the face. (laughs) Uh, Jesus is also tagging along with Tulip like, hey, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Just let's go do a thing, whatever. Uh the part when he he daydreams about robbing a banquet tulip was hilarious.
0: It was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he shoots that dude in the leg. I thought he was instantly gonna go like heal his wounds or something, but he doesn't do that. He just he really panics in shock. Yeah. <laughs> um he I like that he wants to go to Las Vegas in City. For no apparent reason. I mean just to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um are we? Maybe I missed this last episode, but has he just been wandering the Earth for the last two thousand years, or did he just like uh, show up again? I think he just showed up again. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because I mean, if he was just wandering the Earth, he would gone to Vegas any any time. Yeah, I would wanted. assume so. Um, but. Or the Grail kept them because um, they said every time he comes, uh, he comes to the Grail or to the Grail headquarters. He likes going to the cancer ward, um, and he likes greeting some of the prisoners.
1: That is true. Maybe they had kept him locked up in Massad
0: which makes no sense because they've been, you know, Humperdu basically.
1: Yeah, uh, which was funny to uh, a kind of a funny reveal that uh, God prefers Humperdu as the favored son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, they kind of play or they reveal again that god is a dick and pretty much <laughs> yeah
1: tulip keeps trying to tell him that he's like hey your dad's an asshole and he's, <laughs> he doesn't want to admit it but you can tell that he's like yeah i know kind of thing <laughs> uh the end of that episode was all father overseeing hitler who's in charge of hell and jesus negotiating the, po- the apocalypse I didn't know that's what the conference was. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> so, uh what do we think about that? I like I also like that Jesus is like, I'm not going to shake your hand. I know you're Hitler kind of thing. I know the shit you've done. But then <laughs> he's like, but I am the redeemer, so I'll give you a hug. <laughs> What's the name What's that guy's name again? I know he's the he's the lead singer of All American Rejects, right? Yeah.
0: Um uh, I Tyson something, I think.
1: Okay. So just the lead singer of all American rejects. Yeah. Okay. Um how do you feel like he's doing like as Jesus? Like as Humperdew, it's pretty easy. Just act weird and, and say Humperdoo over and over again. But as Jesus, you have to be a little bit more articulate.
0: Yeah. Um oh Tyson Ritter. But um I can't really I guess get over his accent because he sort of has like a southern accent or something that he has going on so uh and i don't know why i mean jesus could have an accent i don't know but uh (laughs) but it um it just reminds me of uh you know the the jesus from the before times when uh you know he had the affair and you know he was kind of like all hipster-ish yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of so
1: let me ask you this because I would have, I unfortunately had to watch this episode on my phone in kind of a lightly uh, lit place a brightly lit place um, there's a part when a part when they're showing allfather when um, that lady Grail member is trying to like say hey, you can go ahead and kill me but only you yeah is his ear back or does he have foreskin ear again? Uh, looks like ear again. Okay. I couldn't tell. I just saw the shape of an ear, and I was like, what's going on over there? Okay. Uh, what did you think about that, her jumping out the window? Because she's like, nah, only only all father gets to kill me. I, I deserve the, at least that.
0: Uh, she needs to let her pride go. <laughs> I, I just I, – I am kind
1: of just done with her character.
0: Same here. I hope she dies in some hilarious way.
1: I'm sure she will actually i'm probably I'm almost positive she's gonna survive whatever's gonna be happening, and she'll probably be the new all father
0: oh, no well i mean that that basically with whatever happens, I mean they'll be the end of the t v show, but Jesus yeah no <laughs> um
1: Jesse is in Australia he's deemed it like he's he understands that if he uses his powers, people tend to die. And he thinks that he's going to be helping out this kid at the car rental place, because he's like, "Hey, I'm not going to use my power on you, but that thing says that I'm a wanted murderer and all that stuff." Which he's wanted for murdering a bunch of people in a, as they call them, sex tourist. Uh, it was a pervert house, as as the news calls it. Um, i have I would say up to a degree, yeah. These were just people that were into kinky sex stuff, but there was still a kid involved. So, I don't
0: feel sorry for them. <laughs> they deserved it. The kid didn't deserve it, but everybody else deserved it.
1: Exactly. So, just like Jesse said, whenever he uses his powers, there seems to be some kind of backfire now. And when he uses his powers and he thinks in a very innocent way to, to stop the kid from stuttering... um that triggers the spidey saint? spidey sense in the saint of killers and the saint knows where to go. And instead of just asking the kid where Jesse is, he shoots the kid. So that guy dies. And, uh, finally Eugene or Arsface, you know, helps out a little bit, helps Jesse and goes, tells him to get out of there. Like, um, to get away from, uh, the saint of killers
0: but jet oh well, i guess uh you know jesse did it kindness of his own heart returning back to that city to you know pick up eugene
1: right he returns to melbourne to save him from the saint of killers hits the saint of killers with a wrecking ball at a construction site which once again he used his powers so the backfire on that is that after he says i'm sorry to uh eugene about sending him to hell Uh, Eugene says you know eventually he's like well you're sorry isn't enough and shoots him like straight up shoots him in the back Uh, so I'm guessing that was the backfire this time around and uh, when he crawls himself out of the police car that he had stolen the Santa killers is there wrecking ball didn't stop him
0: yeah well I mean we know that he's pretty much invincible yeah
1: yeah that's true
0: so. And I mean, at this point, what can you really do? You know, command him to go to hell again? I mean, that won't work. What, I was thinking about this. What if you commanded Eugene to go to heaven? That could work. But I mean, I mean, that wouldn't make... He's... I don't know, though. He did commit a... Well, God might actually forgive him. Be like, yeah, you helped me out with Jesse. You know, you get a ticket, go, go up to the pearly gates. I don't care. Well, I mean, technically,
1: he never committed a sin to go to hell. So there was no reason for him to be in hell. Right. So if Jesse commands it, then he's got to be up there.
0: Right. But the other thing is he did help, you know, one of the most evil persons escape from from hell. This is true. Which
1: uh, is- so the other part is the angel. The angel that helps uh, Cassidy get out uh, Get out of Mossad. Um,
0: did, how did Cassidy, like, survive in the sunlight? Do we know? Maybe the angel covered him with one, you know, with one wing or, uh, you know, since the angels are basically immortal, maybe he kept biting him, sucking his blood, you know, dying and then, you know, just kept on going that infinite uh, loop until they got to the hotel.
1: Do you think that uh, that is that the reason why he cast his hair is blonde? Because he he sucked the the blood of an angel. That makes a lot of sense. I was thinking that's something that might have happened, but. Uh, the angel awaits uh, someone to show up for him at the hotel, and it's it's uh, a love of his, his great love. They do a whole little dance number and then have sex all night through. <laughs> and then they start fighting because she's a demon. So do we think that this is the angel and demon that created that force that's inside Jesse? That
0: Oh, shit. That's actually... Wow, I didn't think about that either.
1: Yeah, because you know that was the big thing in the first season when we found out that the thing that's inside Jesse is uh is the 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 progeny, yeah, of uh, an angel and a demon coming together. And at one point in time, people were speculating that it was the two angel, the angel and demon that we saw in the beginning. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. It wasn't them. Maybe it's these two. Could be them two. Yeah. Okay. Catch. Oh, thanks. Um, But yeah, they're just fighting each other over and over. Which I felt so bad for the guy that owns that hotel because those two are not killing each other. They every time they die, they just come right back. But
0: they're just wrecking the fuck out of the hotel. Maybe they'll be like, you know, you have a special place, uh, you know, up in heaven for you or like, you know, they're going to give them some gold. They're like, here you go. Well, that's
1: what that's also another sucky part is that he doesn't believe in Christian heaven and hell. He's he's Muslim. So he's he's talking about Allah. like because was it Cassidy asked him if you not seen Star Wars and he says moving pictures are against the word of Allah and he's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) damn well, that is shitty. Yeah. So, uh, it looks like Tulip and Cassidy are on their way to go help Jesse, but they have to figure out a way to get to Australia though, because they're they are in the Middle East, as as, as I understand it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, you can't drive there, so they have to get a flight. Yeah, they have to go get a flight.
1: Anything else that you uh, wanted to bring up about this episode?
0: We didn't, um, we didn't see God in this episode. No, we did not, but I just think that it's bullshit that, uh, fucking the Saint of killers can just teleport.
1: I know. It seemed like a odd power just to come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Why, why didn't he do that previously either?
1: Yeah. He was walking everywhere all the time.
0: Maybe he can only do it
1: like straight through the earth. So that's why you ended up on Australia. All right. I'll give you that. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. He is OP. He is very OP. Uh, Okay, so last thing would be Pennyworth. And uh wow, it wasn't Bet Sykes that killed uh Esme. That's right. Yeah.
0: Because so, Bet, you know, admitted her love to her sister.
1: Yep, yeah, that she loved Esme and that she watched the man and woman go in there that also had a key to the place to kill Esme.
0: But why, you know, if it's leading to, you know, basically it be Martha and and Thomas, why would they do it? I don't think
1: it was Martha. I don't think it would be Martha and Thomas because one, Martha was with,
0: That's right, uh, with Alfred Mar- at the time. Yeah, Alfie was leaving yeah, her place, you're right. Forgot so about that. I,
1: I don't think it could be this either, but what if it's Alfred's parents? Why would they do it though? I, I don't know, but they said he. When they said a man and a woman, and they had a key, I was like, "Well, Alfred might have given given a key to his parents,
0: or what if um, you know, fucking Esme's dad came from from money? So what if it was Esme's dad and you know, someone else? So inst-
1: to- instead of just disowning her, he's like, 'Ah, oh, you can't marry this guy. I'm just gonna fucking kill you.' Yeah." I guess. That's that's a possibility. I mean, obviously, she looked scared when she saw the person, because if it was, like, Alfred's parents, she wouldn't have looked scared.
0: Right. Um, I don't think it would have been the Ripper, either.
1: No, I don't think it's the Ripper, but... and I don't think it was the two... The couple that were in charge of the no-name league, even though the Ripper had Alfred kill the guy who was the leader of the no-name league, um... We see that he has another interest in that because he's stepping that go- that dude's wife, <laughs> um, which then made her essentially the sole leader of the No Name League. Yeah. Um, we also found out that Thomas Wayne is actually CIA. Like, even though he denied it the first time,
0: so- right. And that just raises a lot of questions.
1: Yeah, he's CIA, and he's helping out the No Name League. I'm guessing that's because America wants the No Name League to be in charge of England as opposed to the Raven Society, which uh, would make sense. They the No Name League had the Ravens or had Thomas Wayne hire someone to go kill the leader of the Raven Society at this meeting that they were supposed to be at, and uh, Alfred wasn't there because he's mourning Esme's death and. Uh, What's his face? I, I forget what the name of the the black guy that's Alfred's friend, but he said no, but Davy Boy, of course, said yes. Right. And he shows up and he goes to shoot her and she won't turn her face and he can't shoot her in the in the face, so she shoots him instead and then saves his life because she's a doctor.
0: <laughs> that was completely... I, I thought that was a twist. I did not see that coming.
1: I didn't see that coming either. Do you think that... Jack Ripper is going to just keep str- one do you think that he actually knows who killed Esme and two do you think that he's just gonna keep stringing Alfred along t- to keep getting to kill people for him
0: I think uh he does know and uh because he's I mean he or he could just be saying it to string him along because he's like well, I know he's all like, but I'm not gonna tell you and you know we gotta do all these deeds together right and my running partner yeah. but yeah <laughs> Um, I think he's just going to string him along, like you said. And he probably does know who really did uh, kill uh, Esme. And uh, Lord Howard was found by Bet
1: Syke. And uh, they got him to stop acting like a dog. Which I found was interesting because Bette gets all upset that this one dude is treating Lord Howard as a dog. And he's like, you don't treat other people like that. It's just not right. And stabs the dude in the eye. But yet her and her sister are treating these two old people that they're living in their house and making them be their servants and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're not treating them any better.
0: They have somewhat dignity.
1: They make them walk around in their underwear and then wear masks when they're driving around in town.
0: Hey, but I mean, mean, Okay, so they don't have a say, but, you know, they're not being treated like, you know, think like a dog, act like a dog kind of thing. I guess (laughs) that's the where you draw the
1: line. But they're being manipulated and mentally conditioned to do whatever it is that the two of them say.
0: It's obviously a sex thing. (laughs) They get off that way. So if you say so, Daniel, (laughs) if you say so. The the other thing, too, I just, I don't know, the only, I guess the only biggest problem that I had, but, you know, you can probably think differently, is that um, when Bette was like, you know, you're you're Hardwood, you're Laura Hardwood, and he's like, no, he's an evil man, he's all don't say that, and he obviously gets incredibly upset, but then by the end of the episode, he's like, you know what, I'm Laura Hardwood, you know, the city needs me, I'm off, and he's okay with it, you know, at the end.
1: I mean, we'll have to see what what happens more with him. Like this is it's his arc is very crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I kind of take back my tweet. This is like the uh, it's starting to become a little bit goth of me here, especially with his character. His character, yeah, I'll give you that. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, shit. You know, obviously the Raven Society isn't going to want him back, and they're they're probably going to think that he's dead. So, what do you think he's going to join the No Name League, or what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Do you you
1: don't think that the Raven Society would take him back? I don't think so. He probably doesn't want to go back to them. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and then I mean, oh, what if he kills the uh, the governor, or is he not a governor? Commissioner? The prime minister? Yeah, prime minister. And then what he becomes the new Prime Minister? Well, no, I was just saying, like, what if he tries to get revenge and tries to kill him? Oh, I'm sure he will. Okay. That's what we
1: need. I mean, we we have the makings of a super supervillain right here. <laughs> That's I true. I don't know what he's gonna be called. Maybe he's dogface or <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's
0: kinda
1: mean. I mean it is, but that you know, supervillain names aren't usually very creative either. It's also true. And-
0: <laughs> The show's getting kind of silly i could see it going you know somewhere around that so uh
1: i i'm still enthralled by the show i think it's i think it's great so i can't wait to see what happens next he is also hallucinating about the people that he's killed so far alfred that is that's true or not i guess not who he killed because he didn't kill spanish he just spanish just died near him but
0: he did hallucinate uh miss darkness yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I'm pretty sure Esme is going to come back and haunt him. She has to. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah.
1: All right. Any any? Uh, I, are you still a, an episode ahead?
0: Yeah, and um, for whatever reason, they took a two week break, so uh, episode six is like the most up to date one.
1: Okay. Any if you. Uh, uh, as if you didn't you don't already know because I don't know if you do or not, any guesses on who might have killed Esme no, none whatsoever, all right, I don't have any guesses at this point. I think it could be just about any maybe maybe Ripper just to get Alfred underneath his thumb, but he already had Alfred he already like you said, you had to do me a favor, so
0: yeah, and he obliged, but then again, I don't-
1: but then again Alfred might not have killed for him as a favor.
0: Well, I mean, he did him a big favor by spotting out who the rat was or who was, you know, abusing the the name and the power of, you know, the Rippers. So, and that, again, his nephew yeah. didn't kill him, but, you know, they sent him elsewhere. True. Okay. Uh, if anybody has
1: any other opinions or ideas or guesses, we'd love to hear from you. We You can find me on Twitter. I am at Michipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Daniel is also on Twitter at...
0: Super commie Daniel.
1: The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geeklypedia.com. But until next time, this is Televised for Books on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out.
0: This concludes our broadcast. Beep.